Yeah, I want to be in a cult that knows they're a cult and isn't afraid to say they're a cult. You know, <laughs> they just we're having a cult get together. <laughs> Wait, a cult or a these cult? cults who are too afraid to acknowledge that they're cults? Just you know, uh, no. we're a cult. <laughs> <laughs> We are absolutely a cult. And uh, honestly, once you get down to the nitty gritty <laughs> and just admit it, it's more fun. Feels <laughs> great. great. Catch me in two years and ask me if I've started that cult. Should we do a Bo's Afraid reunion episode? <laughs> we come back and we. Where well, are they now? I'm too, I'm too busy and you can't get a hold of me. And you're like, <laughs> I can, am I, I quit dodging I my only, calls? I can only reach his <clears throat> followers and they will not his hand the followers. phone over to him. <laughs> They refuse. <laughs> they say he only talks to people in the cults now. Oh, my gosh. I got to join your cult just, to, <laughs> just <laughs> so I can get 30 <laughs> seconds with you in the tree. <laughs> like Jeremiah, do you know what I've been through just to get here? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, no, I, I like make it super spirit. I'm like, yes, I know exactly. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop that, Jeremiah. I know what you're doing. That's not what I mean. <laughs> After this, like, I think we almost had a few listeners who were like, <laughs> We should watch this movie. And now I think they're like, mm. Hello, everybody. Hit me, baby, one more time. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> you what? What? What'd you say? I don't want to get sued. I mean, it was so spot on. It's going to sound like we played the song. So people are going to think. Oh, that's copyright, right. Copyright. It's straight. true. So just for a clarification, that was me. That wasn't the song. We didn't play the song. Yep. That was just me saying it. And I don't want you to hit me. It's just a, why did you say hit me? <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to deep dive into uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> The whole catalog. catalog. <laughs> what but first. What's the side story in this film where he was really in love with Britney Spears? Music? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Bo is afraid be, and loves Britney if Spears. It, if it showed up in the movie, I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course it this does. This makes sense. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about Bo is Afraid, Ari Aster's latest movie. And, and I must wild. confess uh, that I wasn't. Uh, really crazy about it until we didn't talk about it for a month. It's true. And we did I wait a while like for this movie. one. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, there's a lot. This conversation is crazy. We do start off by kind of like running through the events of the film, but I, I encourage you to s- stick through that. We don't. We get into some some good stuff after that that I think is really really good. So if you've seen the movie, just bear with our description of the movie for a minute, and then we'll get into some good stuff. But I, I like this conversation a lot, and. This movie is bonkers, but <laughs> I was gonna say crazy again, but bonkers is more of a word. Yeah, bonkers is the word. is the word. Um, <laughs> it's, it's bozo and bonkers. But I yeah, anyway, I'm if you're new to the show, uh, I'm Randy and I'm Jeremiah and I'm not we Br- not Britney Spears. Even though <laughs> you I was. We're the hosts of This Is About Movies, a podcast where. Uh, it's just a couple movie. of friends that go see movies, and, <laughs> and we like to talk about them. It's conversational. We're not reviewing the movie necessarily. We just kind of let the conversation go where it goes, and sometimes it goes to things that aren't movies, and that's okay. 
come for the movie, but you stay for the conversation. Hopefully. That sweet Bo is Afraid content. That sweet Bo is Afraid content. <laughs> uh, you can find us in the l- description for this episode. You can find a link to our Discord where you should jump in. And uh, if you want to talk about Bo is Afraid or any other of the many episodes, uh, any many films that we've talked about, uh, you can jump in and join those conversations there. You can talk directly to us if you want to. This, this is how. This is. I bet people are on there right now talking about their childhood fears. There you go. And we're all confessing yep. we're all uh, <laughs> our fears to one another. They, or maybe they will the be after this episode. <laughs> J- jump in. Jump you in. Know, tell us what you're afraid Check it of. out. <laughs> um, we also would uh, love for you to leave a review, um, whether it's uh, in it's the form of, of stars or, uh, or just a, a kind word or two. Uh, encouraging other people to listen, that really helps us out. So we appreciate that if you could take the time to do that. I, without, tr- I tried to leave one, and they were like, hey, silly boy, you can't leave one on your it's own. It's your own podcast. And I was like, but I really like it. That's my favorite <laughs> one. I actually enjoy this show. The Apple podcast. Which is like, true. I, I think bet, we both enjoy this. So. I bet you love it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Full honesty here, I made this, but I also <laughs> just want you to know that I I, I also love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like, uh, someone gave me a copy of this and I'm reviewing it, but I just, I just want to put that out there first before I tell you how much I love it. But to, 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 to put this in perspective, I made this first, but now I'm rating it. <laughs> Did I did. But we hope you liked today's episode. We're talking about Bo is Afraid and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, real quick. Um, we like to spoil everything. So... We don't really have any any restraint when it comes to I that. I feel like we so called it out before seen, we did it this time. Maybe. Good. We do we do pretty good on that, uh, I think. But if you haven't seen Bo is Afraid, maybe go see it before you listen to this episode. If not, then you're going to basically experience the movie when you uh, listen to this conversation. A couple things in there just so you know. But other than that, you're good. You're good. <laughs> So I've been sick, and also I've been working like crazy. Work's just been nuts, and so we haven't recorded in a while. And they'll never know. They'll know. They'll know because <laughs> you know our release schedule's been a little lackluster recently. It's been a little light. Uh, but anyway, well, we, we also are sitting on a couple of episodes. We yeah, but I mean, still, but yeah, that's uh, that is what it is. Well, but, one of them is a uh, one of them's fun. And another one special. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, hopefully they're out before this one. Who we'll knows? We'll see. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> you know what? This is a labor of love. <laughs> and we love it. So, uh, but yeah, sorry we've been gone for so long, but we, yeah, I'm still sick and still trying to get over it. But my hope is that my voice doesn't slowly get deeper as we're talking because that's one of the side effects of this is that. As I, the longer I go without blowing my nose, the deeper and more nasally I sound, and the harder it is for me to hear. <laughs> so <laughs> I may, <laughs> if you know, just keep an eye out or keep an ear out for like if uh, you notice my voice getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and you know, like you get like more, more gross. Slimmed out <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Uh, I don't know. Which one are we, uh...
we're here. Um, we've we've previously watched a couple of movies. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about them in a specific order. Yeah, let's talk about that. I don't fully know yet. I I'm gonna the older one first. Start talking about a movie. <laughs> Let's start talking Figure about which one. Which, I mean, what if, what the if, listeners know already. We don't ever say and the And I name. only talked about one and you only talked about the other. <laughs> that would be... See how it correlated. No, I don't want to. One of them, I re- I mean, I like both. One of them we watched a long time oh, It was a while ago. Um, uh, the longest, we the longest we've ever it has, sat and not true. recorded. I still think I also, could say a lot about it, though. Yeah, that too. But we also were trying to get... Other people in that's true, it. and I think that's and actually the like, one we should talk about. No, <laughs> yeah, we we had a couple guests lined up for this particular movie, and we we decided to give them a little extra time to see if maybe, but then it didn't happen, and so nope. here we are. And we're just now this whole episode is just us making excuses for everything. Well, Let's, I mean, uh, excuse has a negative connotation. It's the reason it happened. It is true. I mean, it's kind of like leaving. <laughs> it's kind of like like. And you were sick. It, yeah. I mean, it would have been a. I mean, that would have that really that really only threw it off by like a couple. It's true. Weeks, but that threw it off by a couple of weeks after the other thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like saying that you're you're gonna go visit your mom, and then like you don't sleep the night before. Yeah, and then and, then, and then somebody like steals your keys out of your door. So then you can't leave. So your then you apartment. can't actually leave. Until, well, until you get it locked, at least. Until you get it locked, because you're afraid that people are going to go into but, your place. But you don't know who you could see on such a short notice to lock your apartment and still make the flight. Exactly. So you just start freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the like, worst part of that is, like, actually having to call your mom and tell her. Well, and then she doesn't really believe you. Of course not. Uh, and then... Not after all these excuses your, we've been your making. Your psychiatrist just prescribed you this new anxiety medication, mm-hmm. so you go and take some. Yep. And then you're like, oh, he said to take that with a lot of water. And you realize. Guess what? You're out of water. Not just are we out of water, but the water's turned off for the day. Yeah. Cause in the apartment. Yep. And so you got to, you got to leave the apartment that you don't want to leave because you took that medicine and it's mm-hmm. about to kick in and stuff's going to get crazy. And there, there's a naked cowboy outside <laughs> murdering people. Murdering people. <laughs> Gotta watch out for him. And look, God forbid you're so thirsty and so panicked about needing to get water that you you drink the water before you pay for it. (laughs) You forget? No, you forget your wallet. You forget your wallet. The money. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then, without realizing that, you start drinking it in the store. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very, very much to the not not chagrin of the store owner. (laughs) Yeah. Who's had a bad, who's had a bad day uh, a and bad, he's ready to snap. A bad decade. <laughs> a decade. Like, <laughs> he was ready to snap at him <laughs> just for drinking a water. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but you had to have seen him before. He lives like right across the street. He's on the second or third floor looking at you all the time. You have to know this guy. Do you think do you think this guy stands out though? Like I mean, in a crowd, in that crowd, do you think that guy stands out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And once, I don't know, once you've seen, like you, even working at Starbucks where it was different people all the time every day, if somebody came in a third time, I was yeah. like, oh, that guy. 
Mm. Um, it didn't have to be like it, it didn't have to be three times in three back to back days. It could be like three months apart, you know. Yeah, and you still kind of be like, I've, I've seen you before <laughs> in here, right? Yeah, but he's real mad about it. But, he was. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, a cop mistakes you for the naked cowboy right. serial killer. Yeah, I mean, it could happen to anybody, <laughs> but especially to someone who is is naked running around the street. But um, when but when it happened to us, right? That's why that's why it's so late. <laughs> and that's why it took us so long to get back here to record. And then our stuff. We found our our stuff, but it was in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. But that was after we got kidnapped by this one guy with a really sweet house who just wanted us to spend time in his house. Yeah, with a he was very nice. His daughter was insane. Though. She was insane. She was absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I tell a personal story that I don't know if I've ever told anybody? Aren't we doing that now? But yeah, well, right. But I mean, I this is a separate story. <laughs> this is a separate story. I want to refilm this whole movie with me and you. And it makes like I don't no want to. I don't want to have any part of of being in this movie. <laughs> I don't want to live this movie at all. I'm perfectly fine with being outside looking in. Why are there two people here? I don't need. I think it might be a metaphor for DID. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Um. So speaking of the the guy's daughter and how. She would just pull. Are we still doing this? <laughs> still, <laughs> that the guy who we were the guy we we're talking about, yeah, yeah, uh, into her room and then starts telling him all this stuff, and he's kind of like overwhelmed by it and everything. There, when I was younger, there was this. Uh, we would go to a friend of my mom's to go get our haircut, and she had uh, a couple of kids, but she had a daughter that was my age. Who we I do we weren't friends. I never had spoken to her. <laughs> really at all we were not friends. well i just meant like we didn't go to school together we we had no connection other than me going over there to her uh her house to get haircuts for her mom and while my mom was getting her haircut and mine was already done uh her daughter and her daughter's friend who were hanging out were like hey come hang out with us i was like okay and uh so and i'm like i'm at this like this was the time where like spiked hair was really in and i was like yeah i could have spiked hair but my hair didn't look good you know i looked stupid and uh i was in that awkward middle school like territory so you know i'm still trying to figure out what shape my body is supposed to be and i'm at that point i'm like a foot and a half taller than everybody else because i had a growth spurt when i was 11 and I've got facial hair at, you know, I don't know what age I was, maybe 13 at this point. And um, they, uh, I don't even think I had body. Hair. I wasn't like, like allowed to like really 16. go hang out in girls' rooms. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't something I was allowed to do. And uh, I was very sheltered. If you haven't already gathered from all the stories I've told in this podcast. So anyways, I go back there. So I'm already nervous because this girl's pretty. And I don't <laughs> hang out with like the hot girls. And it was weird that she wanted to hang out with me. And I felt I was nervous because I was like, this is cool. But I feel like there's a catch to this. What's happening? And uh, feed so I'm super right. Yeah, they're going to make fun of me. Something. <laughs> Anyways, they like w- like it was like straight to business. They were like, come back here. Hang out with us. I'm like, OK. So I followed them back there. And then they closed the door and they're like, 
Okay. And they just like rapid fire started telling me about all the sexual innuendo in Disney movies. They were like, have you seen the cover to Little Mermaid? There's a penis on the front. Have you seen this? There's this. <laughs> have you seen that scene where uh, the Simba like leaps in the air and then like falls into the the like brush and the pollen floats in the air? It says sex or whatever like when he does it. And I'm like, and they're like rapid fire, like snap, 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 just g- listing off all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And I, like, I don't even remember how I got out of that situation. <laughs> I think eventually I just realized they're just trying to embarrass me. And I think I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. You got me. And then I just kind of like was like, all right, let's go. And I walked <laughs> back like, out. <laughs> you're like, oh, I heard my mom calling. Randy. Hey, well, it's time for me to go. <laughs> yeah. I got to see what that's about. I'll be <laughs> back. I'll be back. This has been fun. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did this. Anyway, that's literally my experience with that girl. I have no idea. Like, we never hung out. I don't understand. I think that she was just trying to make me feel uncomfortable. but Or they were, you know, playing truth or dare, and that was the dare. But it just was a... Uh, uh, shout out to that lady. Shout out to... Who tried to uh, ruin me for no reason. I still that don't person. <laughs> still don't understand why you did that. So, anyways. I just recently watched uh, <laughs> Nate Bargatze. It reminded me of the, the scene that we're talking about. So. Nate Bargatze's newest... Uh, Stand, I think it's his newest stand-up. Had a story being raised super uptight. What was his what was his line? It was my parents got saved and then immediately had me. So I got <laughs> I got those like really into it nineteen eighties Christian parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was like, I went over to some kid's house and uh they were like we were spending the night and uh they were like all of them, all of the other boys were like, we're going to watch Freddy Krueger. Uh. We're going to watch Freddy Krueger. And then he immediately just went, no, no, I can't. My parents said I can't watch that. I can't watch that. And then, like, the, the that kid's mom, he, said, he says, like, looking back on it, she was pr- trying to provide me a way out. She was like, what if we just don't tell your parents? And he, <laughs> and he was like, well, that's going to be really hard because I already called him and they're already on the way here. So what are you going to say? <laughs> like he had already called ahead and like given himself up and like uh-huh. ratted out everybody else. It didn't occur to me that we could lie to these people. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell them. Oh, man. And he says he, uh, he has... One brother and then a sister, I think, that's way younger than everyone else. Yeah. His younger sister, like, corrupted his parents. They, like, drink and smoke now. And, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) I, they say, they watch movies with swear words in them now. (laughs) He's like, I can't believe it. You're not the, you're not the people that raised me. Did I tell you about my grandpa uh, showing me the movie Patriot Games? (laughs) No, I don't think so. So when I was a kid. My grandpa was really into, well, my, I think, I mean, he still is, but he, at the time he was really into um, Tom Clancy and just like all his books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was a movie that starred Harrison Ford that was him as Jack Ryan, the, you know, popular Tom Clancy character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was called Patriot Games. Sean Bean is in it, plays the villain, young Sean Bean. Still an old Harrison Ford I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still an old Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's never been young. <laughs> 
I don't remember if it was rated R or if it was PG-13, but in my mind as a kid, it might as well just been rated R. And my grandpa was like, let's watch this movie. It's really good. You know, I'm like probably 10. And I'm like, I don't know, grandpa. I don't think my parents would like me to watch this movie. And I was being serious because I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to watch this. I don't remember how, like what he said, but I know that he kind of was just like, like, I mean, it's his, his, you know, he's my mom's dad. And he's kind of just like, we're going to watch the movie. Like there's nothing, you know, now he's going to make me watch this movie. And at that point I was like both kind of terrified because my grandpa's forcing me to do something. And also like, I yes. get to watch this movie <laughs> because yes. I, now I have a way out. Like he maybe watched the movie, mom, dad. Anyways, we watched the movie and I think the more I watched it, the bolder I got in the stance of like grandpa made me watch this. <laughs> so it's okay if I like, because I freaking loved it as a kid. I'm like, that movie was awesome. Like there's all this like crazy stuff that goes on and like there's like a car chase where they're like shooting each other on the highway and there's like um a really weird sex scene and then there's like where like the lady kills this guy and then at the end there's a big fight scene on a boat and Harrison Ford kills Sean Bean with a spoiler alert but uh, kills Sean Bean (laughs) with an anchor and it's like this it's like I'm like whoa my gosh I've never seen something this violent or nuts before of course, I told my parents all about it because I was so <laughs> excited about this movie. And Love my mom, my mom, right, my mom was not happy uh, about him letting me watch that movie. Anyways, next time we went to my grandpa's house, I was like, Cody, my younger brother, two years younger than me, I was like, we got to watch this movie. <laughs> it's so good. So honestly, I think every time I went to my grandpa's house, I asked if I could watch Patriot Games because I just really loved the movie. <laughs> Until my grandpa started being like, maybe I shouldn't have shown this movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the anchor scene's a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's the one. Anyways, mm. I haven't gone back to watch that movie. I should. It's probably not as good as I remember as a kid. But just wait till Ray is like four, and then oh, I'll be like, Ray, you're, watch you're watching this movie. <laughs> my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure Mom wouldn't want. <laughs> We're watching it. <laughs> okay. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, up, Dad, ne- let me up next is bullet trains. Bullet buckle train, up. Buckle up. <laughs> Your mom walked out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd she walk out? Something about too much blood <laughs> in the wedding scene. You'll get it. So we're talking about Bo is Afraid. <laughs> uh, if we hadn't caught on yet. Um, I mean, this... this but even what we're might talking not. about sort of fits with the movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just an anxiety trip. Um, or it's just a, an ex- a panic attack. Well, specifically, like, anxiety trips, but but stuff that's, like, caused by your past. Yeah. That is still affecting your current present day. It's true. Not only mood, but, like, personality. Uh, all of it. Well, how you can let a person in your life have so much power over you that it can really cripple your ability to function yeah. uh, on a day-to-day basis. And I mean, obviously those tend to be very important relationships in our lives. So obviously in this movie, it's about, you know, mother and the relationship between mother and son, which is a pretty formative relationship um, for most people. Uh, it might be. And somehow the, the dad's in Somehow the dad's in there. <laughs> I think. Not Maybe quite sure not. on that one. 
Gonna need to <laughs> check our sources. Uh, not sure. Uh, maybe my favorite part of the movie, but I still. <laughs> he was. He was there. He was there. Uh, I'm gonna say that most of our audience probably will not have seen this movie, not because <laughs> it's not a movie they wouldn't want to see, um, although that might also be the case. Uh, it just it was hard for us to get. Like we had to travel to go see it. Yeah. So I imagine that most people that listen to our podcast, most I say, just because we're a small podcast at the moment, uh, there are people that we know, there are people around the area, um, so they may not have been able to get to see this movie. Um, can you uh, just real quick just <laughs> just sum up the film for me, Jeremiah? Um, well, we sort of summed up the first part. We did. We're, we're tongue in cheek saying it happened to us. Now yep. that dear listener was uh, the beginning. That was the beginning of the film yeah, of, of yep. the movie. We skipped over the part where he got notes from his neighbor about Which how is loud he was being. Great. <laughs> if you want to see being loud, like I've you know those like. Those videos you find on TikTok or Instagram or Reddit or whatever, where it's just like oddly satisfying. The thing where it's like you see something where like some piece like fits perfectly into something else. And it's like, <laughs> wow, it feels good just to see that happen. To see, you know, like, you know, when you watch somebody like, you know, finally make the trick shot. It's yeah. like, yeah, it feels good to see it. Way. When apparently somebody walks in, you know, somebody goes, he's looking from his bedroom into his living room at the front door. And it's really like far away. 30 feet away. And maybe. somebody like knocks on the door and then Slides they slide a note on the floor it and it slides the all the way, way from yeah. the door to his bedside without ever fluttering. It just hurt. Like <laughs> literally, if you know what shuffleboard is, it's like the perfect, like yeah. it just goes and it lands right where it needs to land. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I want to stand up and cheer because it was so good. It was great. Yeah. And I know, I have no idea how they did it. I don't know if they I mean, put a weight on this thing. They probably if they faked just pulled it, it from or if they under pulled, his bed. It just, but it, it just looks yeah, so... It looked perfect. It's like, man, it just feels good. To, even though it's a stressful <laughs> scene like that, you're like, I like that. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know why, but it got me. It reminds me of the uh, Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. where he had to toss the... Mm-hmm. He got the package, and he just immediately tossed it in the trash. I want to see, like, I want it to be real, and I want to see, like... That was real, and it no, took, no, no. like, 50 takes to no, do I've, it. Yeah, I've seen the behind the scenes where they yeah. just do it over and over again. I want that for this the note slide. I want to, like, see... They're like, no, no, we did it for real, and the behind the scenes, and it's just, like, a hundred times them trying to slide the note. Yeah. And then, you know, in the behind the scenes, obviously, the note gets to him, and then everybody on the crew is, like, going yeah. nuts, losing their minds, like, we did it! You know? Uh, Breaking Bad when he threw the pizza on the roof. That was his first take. Yeah. It landed perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) I'd Uh, heard he wasn't even supposed to throw it on the roof. I heard he was like, he just, like it was something he just did. But uh, who knows? I thought a camera was up there. Was it not? Uh, I I don't know. I don't remember. A camera was there. A camera might have been there just to get like the above ground shot. Mm -hmm. But he... If if he wasn't supposed to throw it up there, there what there is a camera there. Yeah. And he did throw it perfectly in front of the camera. <laughs> well, I don't remember yeah, if it was on purpose or not. But either way, it's still impressive. But Muy impressive. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so well he has like uh panic attacks in 
modern day. Like he lives in this apartment, and it, it's it's really the first quarter of the movie mm-hmm. is all focused on him, his apartment anxiety, his day to day anxiety, until he gets a call that his mother is dead. This right. is like the day after uh, he like he was supposed to take off supposed and go to visit go her. See her. And he, he calls cancels. her, says he can't come, yep. and then all she of a guilts the him next day, pretty hardcore. Yeah, and then <laughs> all of a sudden the, the next, next day, day she's dead. She's, she's suddenly dead in a like Missing freak a accident, freak accident. Way. Yeah, and then he feels bad, and other people are making him feel bad. And then he um, he, he decides to go on the journey, and then gets like immediately out the front door. Is that when he gets chased by the naked? cowboy serial killer um and then a cop down the road yeah somehow he is naked he was taking so, a, he was taking a bath no, he got locked he out, of his, out of his apartment he got locked out of the building and all the people like in the city went into a party in his apartment and yeah, he finally yeah. went back in and he decided to take a bath and there was a guy and there was still a dude. <laughs> in the like in like a little like none of this makes any sense but no it's not supposed to. <laughs> this is his like trippy hallucinations anxiety and it's not even necessarily that it's like he's hallucinating it's just that this is what it feels like to be anxious Anxious, it's yeah it's it's wild so then so he's naked locked out of his apartment so then a cop down the street thinks he's the naked cowboy serial killer who's been on a rampage for days uh he runs away from that cop Gets ran over, and then the people that ran him over feel bad for him and take him in and, like, put him in their dead son's room. Yeah. (laughs) And start to treat him like he's their son. Yeah, stuff gets uh, really weird. Their daughter is uh, very strange. The mother's lawyer is calling him, like, you got to get down here for the funeral. He's been spending days there. Well, yeah, because he got. I mean, at first he was like, "Well, they won't like let him leave out for days." Like, not. They, they always make really it seem like leave. it's his yeah. choice, but it's really like they're making him feel bad for wanting to leave. No, you gotta heal up. You gotta stay. Don't. No, it's no problem. We'll take you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll take yeah. you tomorrow. Oh, this thing got you know came up. Oh, it's everybody's manipulative and trying to control him in every <laughs> scene. No matter how nice they seem, they're trying to like kind of make him fit into whatever neat little box they want for him yeah, to fit in. It's not that he never has a choice, but he always kind of gives in. Yeah, he always kind of gives in. He lets in. himself be steamrolled. Yeah. Uh, he never he never stands up for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then through that, more anxiety. And then the, I think it's Morty is the lawyer's name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Keeps calling, like, your mom, your mom said we weren't supposed to hold the funeral until you were here, but why, why are you not here? He's like, I got ran over by a car. I'm at this guy's house, and he won't let me leave. And I'll be there in a day or two, I swear. And like, yeah. So the lawyer is now, like, by, by his mother's proxy, is getting mad at him, not believing him, pressuring him, him into coming. Uh, he eventually... Uh, he ha- some crazy stuff, stuff goes down at the house and he has to leave very quickly he eventually does leave yeah uh but he's being hunted <laughs> well, because he's being hunted yeah. uh stumbles upon a lady in a forest yep follows her into this miracle magical whimsy land where everyone's an actor like a traveling actor's troop and yeah, they're like putting on that, a performance in the in woods in the middle of the woods 
Yeah. Only for other people that are there that also seem to, uh, they either all seem related to this acting troupe or seem to be maybe related to him mm-hmm. in a way. Or both. Or both. <laughs> and the, the, the play that they put on that he's watching sort of crosses the line into like, it's Being a play, a- but also maybe reality and also yeah, maybe but it's definitely not about him not about him but it is but, but <laughs> he thinks it is yeah uh well I'll walk we me can, through we this can, no no let's <laughs> let's keep going let's keep going we'll come back and like he actually thinks, talk about that he <clears throat> thinks it's about him when the story they're telling is not does not fit with <clears throat> anything you've heard about no. his past but he is Fully enraptured by it. Yep. So much so that he joins them. I mean, it, it sort of like goes to this other kind of animation style, mm-hmm. like he's in the story that they're telling. Yeah. But then it kind of cuts back and he's in the play. Yeah. Like he's up there <laughs> with the actors that are portraying his sons and he's in the play as an, as an old man, which he wasn't an old man. Uh, yeah, but Eric, <laughs> it gets super weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it goes a little, it, it's a little odd. And then it's sort of like, well, then everything goes nuts again and, um, yeah, and then uh, a bunch of people die and he yeah. gets out of there and uh, he was being hunted before the, yeah, he was the, being hunted hunt, before the hunter, the hunter caught up with him shows up yeah, and, um, and, uh, kills some folks. <laughs> the guy, um, the tree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the guy thinks okay. <laughs> I forgot about the guy in the tree. Isn't there a penguin? Like, there's a certain point where he like wakes up and there's a penguin, just a guy in a penguin costume sitting in a tree. And then it, the movie moves on. It never. He <laughs> just no one says anything. He's just up there in the tree, just like. Ooh, and then you know whatever. Oh, all right. But he, uh, what happens after that? Uh, How does he get to the next place? He runs away. Does he kills get to- the guy? Yes. Or not? Not? Is it not kills? Kills just harms? Yeah, he ends up. I yeah, think the next up- morning, he just uh, is that his mom's is, is that a or sign the- that says like. Whatever their last name is, whateverville, mm-hmm. I think. So then uh, he gets to the. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a minute <laughs> since, since we've seen, seen it. it, and also that section of the movie is also quite long. So I just can't remember if that's when he gets to the house, or if there's another spot. I'm trying to remember if we're forgetting. Does something. he like show up on the side of the road and somebody picks him up and then just like drives him to the city? Maybe, maybe. Mm, I remember him walking up to the house though. Yeah, he, no, he definitely walks from the city sign onward. Uh huh. But uh, there might be somebody that picked up right out of the wood, right out of the woods on the side of the road, hitchhiked to the town sign. Maybe I, I feel like remember. I'm making this up. Now. Yeah, I don't remember that. So I, but, I feel like or, just, or maybe you just cut to the town sign and he's like, oh, here we are. Maybe we'll remember as we go on. But so anyway, he gets to the house. It's his mom's funeral. And he's like, well, OK, cool. And then. Uh, oh man, I for, I knew I was gonna forget. The then uh, oh well, and throughout this, there's flashbacks to this time when he met a a girl on a cruise, 
that he fell in love with. And yeah, he, and constant he, flashbacks to yeah. his time with his mom. With his mom when they were younger. Uh, there's some weird stuff with maybe his dad, but we don't know. There, I mean, there's some weird dad. stuff with maybe, like, it's playing it like it's him for the longest time. Then you realize it's his twin brother? It's playing it like it's him? Yeah. The kid that was in trouble in the bath scene wasn't. Oh him. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's reliving a memory that you're not quite sure where he is in the memory. If he's yeah, but for the first three or four times you see it, you're like, that's him. That's his mom. But, but then it's that's his brother. Yeah, um, and he's already in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. But his brother's getting yelled at because he didn't want to get bath or something. Yeah, but it's played like maybe he's like <laughs> just watching a memory of himself, but it's. Also, yeah. maybe, yeah, it's it's done in that way on purpose. But so he goes to the funeral. Uh, guess what? Uh, this girl's grown up and she shows up late to the funeral. And then, yeah, the, they cru- meet the girl and, from the cruise. Yeah. Later, yeah. This whole time he has this like this deadly, not deadly, <laughs> but just like this misconception that this, he will die. That he'll die if he has, if he has sex. Yeah. yeah. And well, not not just sex. Like he has to. Right. He has yeah. to finish. And. <laughs> Uh, because apparently his dad died that way, and the his dad's dad died way. that way, yeah. and his dad's dad, every male in that family line apparently well, died the same what, way. This is apparently what his mother That's told what his mother him told him to yes. keep him from from yeah. getting with floozies. Exactly, yeah. and uh, but he didn't know that. Now he's an he's an adult. He's in his thirties, maybe forties. Who knows? And uh, he meets the girl of his dreams. She's finally there, and for whatever reason, she's into him, and like she doesn't even really remember him. It's really weird. Well, until he says, like, so-and-so and so-and-so, yeah. I did wait for you like you asked me to. Yeah. And she's like, oh, really? And, like, yeah. that's, like, but it's the, clear that's that like, like the spark that gets her heart yeah. for that night, at least. Right. It's clear that she did not wait for him and maybe forgot about him. So then they, you know, they have sex, and it's well, uh, intense, well, he's, and he's, he's like, freaking out the whole time. <laughs> uh, and then afterwards, he, like, they finish, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I, I thought I was going to die. Like, this is amazing. Like, I, I didn't die. Like, it's it's not true. Like, uh, he kind of has this moment where he feels free of, like, a lot of things. Well, as, Comes to find as, out. As uh, one does <laughs> with this clarity that's achieved uh-huh. in this uh, state of being. Yeah. And um, turns out she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not just it's dead, so, but like so instant rigor mortis, like just stiff. Yeah, like, and like, like and he freaks out. Yeah, and guess who shows up? Is is mommy's it's in mommy? The next room. Yeah, and uh, some random people that come in and like remove the body, <laughs> and he's just in there, and his mom is alive, and we're like, what the heck? And then he's like, well, I knew you were alive, and. Yeah, because he had seen he, the, he had seen, seen the body the, in the casket previously. He knew that it he wasn't knew his mom. who it was. It was their like uh, uh, nanny. Yeah, like growing his up, his nanny growing up. So, so, he, anyway, so he recognized. Uh, him. Yeah, and then his mom just the rest of the movie is his mother just giving him a guilt trip about how she you know he never appreciated her all this stuff and he kind of stands up for himself but not really until you know he starts talking about all these like things that he these dreams that he's having and stuff and we get to the big moment. Where you're like, you're watching this movie and you're like, I don't understand what is happening or if I'm even supposed to understand what's well, there's happening. A, there's a little more. 
I'm, are you going straight to that? I'm going, yeah. What, uh, uh, well, like, oh, his, she pulls in people. Yeah. Like, she's he, like, your therapist has right. been my hired guy. Essentially, the whole time. everybody in the his guy life. Wa- literally walks in yeah. and laughs in <laughs> he, Bo's no, face. He's in the bathroom. Yeah, You're yeah, at the yeah. toilet. <laughs> he, 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 he walks out, out of the toilet bathroom. Place. Yeah, that's yeah, that even better. Uh, yeah, he's got this permanent grin on his face. He just will just not a, stop smiling. She's essentially like claiming every single person in your life, and then like, you kind of realize around here too that like the apartment that he lives in is was, owned by is, his mother, is built by his mother's company yeah. to be like a rehab. And her company is stuff. like this, you know, or a billionaire company, uh, billion dollar company that is like all into surveillance and stuff. So yeah. So uh, she, so yeah, so essentially she's keeping yeah. tabs on him, fully controlling him. Every single person he interacts with is a plant of mm-hmm. hers. Uh, so yeah, he st- he starts breaking down, and yeah. then well, he realizes that the even the girl that he loved was probably um, paid by his mother. Yeah, she to she tell worked him at the company. wait for me, yeah. like fall in love with him, and then be like wait for me, and of course he does. So he never. Yeah. gets attached to any other woman other than his mother and it's like yeah super controlling and manipulative but then he's like but i had all these i'm having all these dreams and stuff and his mom's like you idiot those weren't dreams they were memories and she goes and takes him to the attic and uh he climbs upstairs and it's like every, <laughs> we're like what the heck is in the attic uh and he gets up there and there's like this emaciated thin version of like because he, he thinks that he's dreaming that he had a brother. Yeah. But he apparently actually had one, and his mother Who's punished him by putting him in the, the attic. attic and he's, like, years? chained up in the attic, and he's, like, basically half dead, but somehow alive. Uh, and, then and then there's, like, a There's a grunt, like, a monstrous growl, and he, he turns to see none uh, other it's than apparently his, his father. father. But it's like the most Freudian phallic symbolic version of his father. Yeah, I mean symbolic is. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's it's a, a giant it's penis, a giant penis. <laughs> with, with claws a mouth and, and claws. a mouth, yeah. and it it roars and it has sharp teeth, and, and then, uh, uh, he gets freaked out. Yep. And then the uh, hunter that he apparently hadn't killed That's right. in the yeah. woods he shows up. jumps through the third <laughs> story window and uh, kills kills the dad Yep, and uh, dies in the process. This <laughs> movie. <laughs> yep. So then he, like, flees. He tries to get out of there. And um, he goes and gets into a boat and... He rose away, and it, it went, sort of feels like a a Truman Show. Yes, it has this like vibe, like he's going to reach the this feeling, like he's going to reach the edge of the world a little bit, uh, and realize that oh, you know, it's plus the whole like voyeur thing, like where his his whole life he's being watched and doesn't know it, and everybody's part of like everybody else is in on it except for him. Yeah. Um. So then he gets to this like cave and he yes, goes to the cave specifically the boat feels like the yes boat in the truman show where he, oh exactly uh, and rose up to the wall probably intentional yes so he goes into this cave and on the inside the cave he ends up inside this arena where it's filled with people filled with people and he gets to the center it's very similar to like a sea world type thing and then like a spotlight hits him and he's just in the center of this arena that's filled with water in his boat and 
a and his boat's like his, struggling really loud. Yeah, all the time too. It's like but the engine's in not working and it's stuck or something. Yeah, not really sure and what's it's going like on. A big, it suddenly turns into a big judgment scene. Yeah, where they're literally his mom's lawyer his life. Yeah. is like on one end and he's like got this booming voice that like carries through the whole arena and he's he's listing off all of his of Bo's sins and the reason why he deserves to be condemned and Bo's in the middle going um well uh, uh yeah uh, and no one can uh, hear him and then you hear like a he has a, he has a defense lawyer over in the yeah and it's just like a discount lawyer who it's so discounted is like of a way lawyer that he, far away and doesn't have a microphone number, yeah, yeah like, you can't hear him and the i think it was defense uh-huh. was even spelled wrong <laughs> implying that like he couldn't get a good uh-huh. sign or like couldn't get the right number or something uh, yeah, so it was so pathetic that he can't even get, like, the right defense attorney yep. who, who has ever won a case or anything. So uh, it's really ridiculous. Eventually, the boat is, like, going so crazy, uh, and then it, like, we still don't quite know what happened, but it sort of feels like the boat I, I sort like of crumples a like a bear trap, and then, like, and encaps- swallows and him up. him. Yeah. yeah, and then it just sits there floating in the water. And until after it, until that... Until it sinks. Does it sink? I thought it just sat there upside down the whole time. I think it just stays there. Maybe, maybe so. And then the shot... The camera just stays right there. And the arena just... As the people walk out kind of one by one. Slowly. Like people leaving a, a sports game where it's like some people stick around, other yeah, people get out quick. Yeah, but they're super somber and super quiet. Yeah. They just leave... And you just hear the sound, echoey sounds of the arena and the water and the all the credits roll. And then the movie's over. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> it was three hours long, wasn't it? It's a trip. Um, <laughs> and we didn't even tell you about half of it. Uh, okay, so no, that now bear, that we've filled bear, our audience. The barest gist. The barest gist. The, uh, the digest version. Um <laughs> What did you think of this movie? I, at at the time, if you would have asked me like that day, I think I even said I did not like the movie. Yeah. Um, it's too, it's too nutso. Like it's too <laughs> silly. Uh-huh. It's too over the top and silly. But also having said that, and especially since we've waited so long, like this movie has affected me <laughs> in the weirdest, profoundest. Really? Yeah. I mean, even the conversation we had on the way back, mm. I feel like I've had a few of those conversations before in my life. And I feel like half of the conversations I've had since that movie are that deep. Now. Interesting. Like, like it's moved me into this complete, like, where I was uncomfortable before, mm. like, profoundly deep conversations with everybody. Huh. Um, I, 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 like, and that movie started it because the conversation we had afterwards was the first one. Yeah. Uh, well, that's crazy because even, like, we have a uh, sort of a, an understanding that when we go see movies together... 
we don't talk about, about the movie. Yeah. But we went and saw it with a, because with, well with Robbie. We did see you it with Robbie. a friend. But we normally even then we don't normally talk about the film until because we want to save the conversation for the podcast. We want it to be fresh. We don't want to like have to like pretend like we're saying things for the first time in this conversation for you guys. But this movie yes. there was yeah. so much so going we, on that we so were like we drive two hey, hours, we silent the, like there's no like you yeah. know we're we can, lifting we the, hold it in. Yeah. we're lifting the embargo we can talk all we want about this because we'll still have a lot to talk about by the time the podcast comes uh yeah and we talked the whole way home and well and then even sat in and your, sat in the car in your parking in car, lot yeah. in your apartment parking lot for at least at least hour. 30 minutes you think it was probably more oh, 30 minutes hour. yeah yeah well, I mean, it was a while but yeah yeah so like like a three-hour conversation words i mean I don't know how deep you would say you bared your soul, but mine was like nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's unlocked a, a, like a deeper, healthier part of me now. And I would have said I was in a really good mental spot, like mentally healthy before, mm-hmm. but like cool. For the past month, I feel like I'm just killing it. Like that's great. That's like crazy. there's no one else on this planet that's in as good of a mental shape as Jeremiah. <laughs> I and mean, it, and it's this movie, which again, I don't particularly <laughs> think I even really like, but just yeah, just the spark of the conversations mm. and really like the God, like the stuff that. You hold on to and how it affects you so deeply. <laughs> how much that can suck and like just like tearing that apart and tearing that down. Oh god, I feel so good. Mm. Um I don't think I, I think it like permanently changed <laughs> like how comfortable I am with sharing a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's it's wow. crazy. That's cool. I didn't know that. Like, I mean, but like you, like friends on Xbox, like friends, like and even like coworkers, like, like I'm sitting down for testing and coworkers that I don't really know. Like I'm sitting there for eight hours that day. I'm like, let's get weird. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, we had some like some of the deepest conversations, and I'm like, like. People I normally wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even normally talk to them. Like, I would just sat in the mm-hmm. hall that day and not done anything. But we had super deep, emotional, meaningful conversations about past hurts and, and yeah. like, moving on and getting over it. And, oh, God. There's no one on this planet as mentally healthy as I, as I feel like I am right now. Dude, I love that. I love that that is, like... That, that you've had that experience but yeah I'm, it's been since the movie like it's been the whole time until now like it's still and i still feel that way yeah uh yeah and and again i don't i don't want to watch this movie again <laughs> <laughs> it did it it did the thing it now the thing. you don't yeah, need I'm to good. you know we're good we can move on <laughs> that's crazy i i mean i saw the movie i liked the movie but I also didn't know how I felt about it. I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to think of it. I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. It was a ride, for sure. But I didn't really know if I had anything to take away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a relatively, and I obviously 
people can see a lot of things in the movie. Um, but on the surface, like, I, I mean, I have a pretty good relationship with my parents. So like, I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of like, I'm not having a lot of baggage from that. And I'm trying to like, even just think in other areas of my life, I haven't really had anything like that to that extent, like not nearly to that extent. And uh, so it was sort of like, okay, I don't know. This is movies. I don't even know if I'm saying this the right way. It just, it sounds like I'm like, I've never had any problems. I don't know what this movie's about. That's not true. Um, <laughs> no, even, it just was like, even if it's, it's not just, fully hitting you, it, there's still a part that you can relate to. Yes, definitely. Well, I understand nobody's that, parents. Nobody, no. nobody had a perfect childhood. No, I guess what I mean is like this movie, he's struggling with like a lot of like anxiety and fear and delusion. Like there's just so much that he's wrestling with and so much weight that he's carrying that is just, it just, it feels crazy. Like the whole thing just feels like <laughs> super crazy. Yeah. And it's presented like a fantasy. Like it's presented like there's fan like fantastic things happen. Like things that should never happen. Like I mean there's this when he's at the the house of the the doctor and his wife and she like they're leaving the house for the day and she leans in and she's just like turn it to channel something something. Yeah. And he changes the channel and it's like a camera himself at the present. Yeah. And then he sees like, well, then he fast the future. He's yeah. able to fast forward and see his future. It's just like weird stuff like that. And then, you know, like the movie is not meant to make sense. I want to go back and watch that little part. Did it show like I, you saw the, the judging. Scene. Yes. It goes all the way yeah, to the arena. Did. You just so don't it, have it any just context for it, the so. rest of the movie. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I wonder if it shows the attic at all. Really, like, like really, really quickly. quickly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it shows the attic. So for me, it was more like I don't really know what to take away from this film. Like I connected so deeply with Hereditary and with Midsommar, his other two movies. This I one loved both of those. Yeah, but they didn't. They weren't talking about me. Hmm. They were like character studies mm -hmm. and grief, and I think we kind of broke this down. We did listen to Midsummer, that. Midsummer was grief within, and uh, Hereditary was grief without, mm -hmm. like like without how it affects other people outside of you. Mm -hmm. And whereas Midsummer is more like how you deal with your own grief. Mm -hmm. um, but this wasn't <laughs> either one of those things, and this was insanity. And I. And again, I did not really like the movie, mm -hmm. but it just hits so hard. His pet, like oh, his past trauma, and how like it's still affecting him today, and and like like the I feel like I feel like this isn't the name of the movie now. It's Bo is afraid. Yes. Okay. That uh, like even that title pisses me off. Mm. Like because Bo is afraid. Like he's not over it he's not doing anything about it he mm. can't move on he is afraid of everything mm -hmm. and i'm afraid and that's ooh, that pisses me off like because mm. that past stuff i can't get over it mm. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like jeremiah is afraid and that ooh, it makes me mad even the even the title of the movie like like, I'm not saying I don't want to see it because the movie makes me mad or whatever. I don't want to see it because it's crazy and it makes no sense. But 
but what it's done after that, since that point, is like Jeremiah is afraid. Jeremiah is afraid to take on this challenge mm. because when he was eight, this stupid thing happened. Uh, because he never studied, he never had to study for tests, so he doesn't know how to prepare <laughs> ahead for anything. You know, mm. uh, yeah, it was like just how much your childhood. Con- like is still controlling you and it, like at present tense is controlling you that makes me so mad <laughs> yeah oh yeah but yeah that's what this movie did to me it's terrible it's a terrible movie <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cool that the film as wild as it is that it's able to like unlock something for you. Even if you don't necessarily like the movie, (laughs) I love that it has the power (laughs) to like unlock something for you emotionally and enables you to like actually have conversations that are meaningful about that. I think that's really awesome. And I really love that that is the experience that you've had with it. I was surprised when yeah. we came in and you were like, I actually have a lot to say about this movie because I expected to be like, well, I hate it. we can talk <laughs> about how weird it is and, and how it's like, to me, it's one of those movies that hasn't quite hit me yet. And I feel like when I watch it again, a few years down the road that it's going to hit me in a, in a way because of some experience in my own life. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot, look, don't get me wrong. There's stuff in that movie that like, I absolutely love mm. the stuff in the forest where he's watching the play and the play just like somehow becomes his story. And oh, then yeah. he gets so wrapped up in it that he, it is his story. It is him. He, they are his sons. Well, yeah, that's, like, and that's then, like my picture of what happened in this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with me in this film. It's like, this film is definitely not my life. <laughs> not at all but uh-huh. like halfway through it's like oh this is me yeah i'm just and then it's like no and then they even call out at the end it's like no you're not <laughs> yeah they're like and then he's kind of has this rude awakening of like oh well, yeah. what? I, oh, oh wait but he was just like so you're not my sense. yeah <laughs> and i mean so like my thing with that is just like i see it and i and i think man that is like one of the most beautiful ways to depict like the power of stories and the, I'm just thinking and appreciating it from like an outside looking in perspective, but you're over here just like, this is like, this is happening to me. <laughs> now, well, to be Maybe fair, not at, at that moment, at the time, but it's happening. I was like, this is so stupid. And, <laughs> and but over the past month, yeah. as it's affected me and I've gone back thinking, and I'm like, Oh crap. No, he directly called me out in that mm. scene saying, this is what you'll experience. And it feels like this. And it's not your story at all. But it is. Yeah. But it's not. And you're like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what's funny is I read something. Or no, I watched a, a short clip. It was like a cell phone video that somebody uploaded of a a screening that they did of the film where Martin Scorsese was there hosting a Q&A with Ari Aster after the film. 
and and I'm gonna mess up exactly like what he said exactly, but he sat down with him. And if you know Ari Aster's movies, Hereditary, Midsommar, and now Bo is Afraid, you probably know that Martin Scorsese is is a big fan. He really likes Hereditary. He wrote a foreword to his second film, Midsommar. Had a lot of great things to say about it. Has a lot of like great things to say about Ari Aster as a filmmaker. And it's cool to see somebody who is much older than Ari really looking at him and seeing like a bright future and seeing like, wow, you're like, you're really doing good work from somebody who's like the best, you know, what he said for this movie was that it reminded him of uh, another film that he saw when he was younger, that afterward he had saw, he had seen it with several other well-known filmmakers and many of those people, I don't remember what the movie was. I just remember him saying that several of those filmmakers were like, I hate this movie. This movie's terrible. Like, I don't understand what, like, I don't understand this movie. It sucks. It's terrible. And he says, but they couldn't stop watching it. For years and years, they kept going back to it and watching it again and again and again because there was just something about it that they couldn't stop thinking about. They couldn't figure out how to, like, like why it had such a hold on them, even though they did not enjoy the movie when they first saw it. (laughs) And he said... This is kind of like like this movie is that. And so he sort of picked up on this experience that like this movie is going to is going to like rattle some people. It feels like that's the experience that you're describing is you didn't like this movie, but no. it it rattled you and it got at something. And I'm I'm definitely not going to like <laughs> watch, to it watch it over it. and over again and no. try and yeah. Again, I don't think the movie <laughs> was that great. Um just cuz it was so over the top and crazy, but like the story of it, and, and especially, like, uh, the forest play mm-hmm. parts of it. It hits something deep down, spot on. <laughs> like, it, like, reaches out, like, like the, what's the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones yeah. guy. It, like, reaches straight into your chest, grabs your heart, and then, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like tightens its grip. And it's like, I knew exactly where that was. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you have your head... <laughs> In my chest on my heart. And then he like squeezes it and you're like, stop. And then they, he just lets it go and he goes, that, that was right there. And then he just like pats you and then he like walks away like some weird leprechaun or something. <laughs> and you're like, what happened? <laughs> but I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll be going back. Like, like that to me is like a measuring stick of a time that I grew mm. quickly and suddenly. Like it was an experience. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it was an awakening. It was a, a, a spiritual enlightenment of sorts. Mm. Like I will look back on that movie and be like, that movie, whenever that came out, that day I saw that, did this thing to me. And now I'm, Ten times more comfortable with talking, <laughs> talking about uncomfortable things, about deep things, about horrible emotional things. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and like I said, I don't see myself going back. It made I, me a new man. It, I, I knew there was something different about you. <laughs> that makes me like the movie way more. It makes me like the movie a I, lot more. It's still not. I already liked it. I already (laughs) liked it. I love how bonkers it is. I think it's fun. It was a lot to handle. It's very stressful to watch. 
and it's not one that I'm going to just pop in and play while I'm hanging out. Let's watch this. Yeah, but that makes me appreciate the movie so much more to know that it has that ability to affect people so deeply. Yeah, and I love that. Like I said, this even though been, it's not my this experience, has been me I still reflecting I love on that. it a lot at the time, walking out of it, even while we were having a three-hour conversation yeah. on a two-hour drive. I was, I would that day I would have been like that movie's not good, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, looking back on it, it ha- like it did change change me mm. as a person, like emotionally changed me. <laughs> Try not to be as afraid. Jeremiah was afraid. About that. I think I found myself frustrated by the ending because there was no resolution. Because we didn't see him. I think he dies in a way, and I think that right. you could take that metaphor. Well, no, yeah. So I, I just remember coming away from the movie thinking, I don't, like we went through all that. Just to end up back exactly where we were, no well, better, well, well, and on, well, and maybe worse. The ca- if like that's he's the just, case, though, it's a cautionary tale. Exactly. Yeah. So I came away from it wanting like a bit of. I think I just wanted some sort of like catharsis, like uh, just like stand up, dude. Yeah. He did it, Get and job. I can do it too. <laughs> okay, cool. Now I'll go home and forget the movie. But I now looking back and hearing what you said about it. I think I love that the movie ends in the way that it does because people who can look at stuff in the film and relate to it on a deeper level can now see like where that leads in a way that is brutal and a very harsh awakening. Yeah, but here's what happens if you keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Nothing good. Yeah. Just, Just a death. I mean, maybe not your death, but a death, something. I mean, so the scene, uh, the family, you know, the doctor and his wife that are taking care of him, in a way, they're sort of like a a small version of his story in in a different way. They are also trapped. Um, They lost a son who died in a war, and they have not changed his room. They have, like, sort of, like, they're sort of, like, wanting to turn Bo into their son by treating him like their son, making him wear their son's pajamas, making him sleep in their son's room. Like his son, their son, or not, not he doesn't sleep in their son's room. He sleeps in their daughter's room. But yeah, they, like, they, yeah, they didn't want to let wanna, him touch it. They didn't want to touch there. the stuff. But he's like becoming their son, and, and the daughter is very much aware of all this happening and it's just like despises her parents for for sort of loving, you know, and despairing over it just all their energy is put into this person who is now gone and they have nothing left for her, the person who is there still. Mm-hmm. And obviously that impacts her in an extremely negative way to the point where she drinks paint and kills herself and is like constantly lashing out and trying to like inflict pain on others, especially Bo, because even though Bo is like this like unassuming person in their lives like he just was like he got hit by a car and they helped him but now he doesn't know what to do and he can't stand up for himself he has no self-respect in this situation but he doesn't know like where his place is and all, and all this and there's a crazy uh person who has like ptsd a friend of his you know their son and who lives with them but he's like 
maybe might kill somebody at any moment. Who knows? Like he might mistake you for the enemy, you know, whatever. And so like there's all this stuff going on, but like the, the parents are just like, just unbelievably positive. Everything is going to be okay. All right. Oh, there's no, the mask is on tight. It's never coming off. You know, there's no grief here. They have a, a freaking shrine to their dead son that is like holy sacred ground. Meanwhile, their daughter is just absolutely suffering and is not allowed to grieve. Nope. Pull it together. Everything's got to be okay. We're all fine. We're all fine. But really, they, or, are, yeah. they are a mess. Or even like ask for attention or ask yeah. for love yeah. more than they're already giving, which is none. But. Yeah. It's an impossible situation, and they and Bo gets pulled into it. But it's just... Yeah, they the, were afraid as well. They were trapped in this, yeah, in this grief, in their grief over losing a son, which is perfectly understandable. But it becomes toxic and and poisons their life. Even though everything is beautiful about their home, everything. I mean, in similar you know fashion to like Midsummer, where everything is like the daylight is everywhere and everything is beautiful. But there's something under the surface. Their yeah. their life is the same way, where it's just this like. Man, everything's great. They're eating breakfast in the morning. That you know, yeah, and, all the, and they're taking like care of people. They're doing, they're doing good things to help. Would people. have been fine two weeks after, two months after, yeah. but it's been years, and they're just so afraid, yeah, to move one inch forward, yeah, that it's yeah, like everything else is decaying. Mm-hmm. They're like their entire. <laughs> I guess not the physical part of their house or anything like that, mm-hmm. but like all of their emotions, all of their family is dead, decayed, r- like it's rotten. Yeah, uh, there's l- like there's literally nothing there, nothing good there. And my God, like the two people he picked to play the parents, yeah, yeah, like the cheerful uh-huh. Michael Scott's girlfriend from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Or I guess the the cheery cop from The Wire, however uh-huh. you know her, and then uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, like, not Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Wait, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. <laughs> I have this thing where I say the actor's first name, uh-huh. and then uh, uh, yeah, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're like perfectly like. Oh, those are the two happiest actors in uh, Hollywood, and then you got them to play like these outwardly happy people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so messed up. It's perfect though. Yeah. That part is like one of the longer sections of the film, but I really liked it. I mean, I liked, I like, I think I liked the whole movie, well, but I particularly yeah. like that. And then the scene in the forest. I feel like it's almost four equal sections. Like it's, you think city it's? house forest home. Yeah. It feels like it's very quartered. Uh, so so much so that when I first saw it, I was like, that kind of felt like it was four different episodes of a miniseries. Mm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, I think I mentioned this to you on the way back, but it feels a lot like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, he's going from one place to another, and on the way, he sort of stumbles into these weird worlds where like things are like these little pocket worlds that, no one else has really seen, but he finds them and is able to share the stories about them. But they're all outlandish and tall tales, and it feels like 
if Bo were to survive this journey and tell people about it, it would be like, what? Like it's, <laughs> you know, everything is so outlandish. Bo- Bolivar's travel. Bolivar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels, it feels like that. It feels like it's got some, like you mentioned, Truman show vibes. Uh, all I think very intentional. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think the further I get from it and after hearing what you've said about it, I, I think I, appreciate this film so much more than I did previously. And I already thought it was good, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it like a 10 out of 10, but I don't want to watch it. Again. Don't, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't like, honestly, like, but I, are, I don't know of another movie that I would do that to. Yeah. You know? There are movies that I've seen that impacted me in a big way at the right time. And I don't want to go back because I don't want to change that. I don't want to like go back and see this movie again and say, "Oh, well, it wasn't as good as I remember." Yeah, or, but I even it isn't, mean, you know like, what I mean. Another movie that's like this, I would give a two out of ten, like no doubt. Uh, but because this one, yeah, it just like it hit. Yeah. <laughs> And it and it wasn't right away. Like I came out of it going like, "This is, come on, you did Hereditary, uh-huh. the Midsummer, the uh-huh. this, what the crap, dude." <laughs> but no, I mean, it's 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 like he's he's really 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 good at what he does. This isn't a story I like. It's too crazy. It's too over the top. It's too silly. <laughs> but it still hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, is it a good movie? Nah. (laughs) Did you enjoy it? Not really. (laughs) Did it permanently change you forever? Yes. Yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that he was able to branch out in a way because he, while it is very funny, and I don't think it's scary in in the same way that Midsommar or Hereditary are, uh, I think it's scary in other ways. It's it's scary because you're like, oh my god, that's me. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like, it's, oh no, yeah. So I think that's why it, it's that's why I think it still maybe qualifies as a horror film <laughs> because it's it's hitting different and so um, comedy slash meta horror. But it's also just so deeply moving. Like the, it can swing from being laugh out loud funny and absurd to like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen i do and then and it goes back and forth so easily yeah, it doesn't I really do want to memorize um the first part of the play right because uh, that was just a beautiful just the man searching for his sons and his family and then well even before that it was like uh in your life you will mm, find that yeah. yeah like that's so pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I want to go back and memorize at least that. Not watch the movie again. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. But, yeah, take that little poem that was in there and memorize that. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that that it had uh, such a big impact on you. I'm glad that it, move, it moved. It moved. It moved. Yes. It transformed me. I was baptized in the holy water, <laughs> but was afraid. 
I love when movies can do that. When stories in general can do that. When they have that power to like completely just like shake you out of some state that you're in. Whatever that might be. Whether it's, you know, fear or looking back on something that in your past that has just sort of held it, like held you in place in some way. Um, I, I like that that is... I love that stories can do that. You know what? Movies are good. Stories are good. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love that. I think it's beautiful. And I'm really happy that Bo's Afraid had such a profound impact on me. I am too. I am too.